It's time to find balance and be refreshed here on Every Heart, Every Woman. Every Heart, Every Woman. Get ready for uplifting music and inspiring interviews. Every Heart, Every Woman. Let's get motivated to move forward as we share our life experiences. Host Carla Nivens. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Before we jump into our interview, let's start it off with some music. This is Falling in Love. It's from my CD entitled True Worship. Sit back and enjoy. Falling, falling in love 
Welcome back to the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. I hope you enjoyed Falling in Love. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries as you go to their website. Go to loveministriesbuilds.org. And you can also go to my website, Go to CarlaNivens.com. Carla is spelled with a K. Nivens is N-I-V-E-N-S. Well, I'm very excited to welcome back uh, to the show my partner in crime. Hey, okay everyone. To say? <laughs> hey, everyone. Can I call you my partner in crime? Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, this is my partner in life, actually, or in love. Dr. Roosevelt Nivens, and uh, this I asked him to come for our Valentine's Day show. Uh, people always, um, often, not always, but often ask us questions about, um, you know, marriage and, and love and those types of things. So I'm going to tell all the secrets that I know about him on this show. That's what we agree with time, right? Right. Okay. Okay. Well, welcome, <laughs> Dr. Roosevelt Nivens. I'm so glad to have you on the show again. We want to, I kind of want to talk through 1 Corinthians 13, if that's okay with you. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I mean, let's do it. All right. So, y'all, I want to read a little bit of 1 Corinthians 13. It says, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to the hardship, 
that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. That's 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 7. So that scripture is kind of, is pretty packed when you, you know, talking about love. It's got a lot of things in there. Um, The first question I want to ask you, the first question I kind of want to discuss about Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day is mostly from what we you know, gather about romantic love and about giving great gifts. Uh, but for us, it's kind of been a family holiday, kind of how we, do you agree with that? I agree. You kind of keep it a family holiday. We include the kids and everything. But I'm wondering about the meaning of love. Um, let's for, first let's start off, for us to start off, I'm getting tongue tied. Give us your definition of love. How do you how do you describe love? <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting that question. Yeah, what? I, I, Man, okay, all right. So, uh, I mean, it's 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 the line to exactly what the scripture says. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all those things, but I guess if you would just put it in Roosevelt Nevis terms, um, love is just you know it's actionable. It's uh, it's more than just a thought. It's an action. It's being there for people uh, when they need you the most. It's uh, thinking about people and letting them know uh, that they're in your thoughts and your prayers. Uh, it's being dependable. Uh, and it is uh, is never ending and it never fails. Uh, but I also think love is, uh, is patience. And so... You know, even though we may disagree on certain things and certain subjects and topics, uh, if we love each other, we still have patience for one another, uh, and then we know one another's intent. So, I think love is also that I never question your intention. That I believe you always have the best intention for me. Okay, that's deep. Never question intentions. Intentions. Well, I'm deep like that. You know that. (laughs) I do know that. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, good. <laughs> that's good. That's that's a great definition. And um, that's that's good for us to keep in mind, I guess, as we're going through this discussion, not questioning people's intentions. I have been studying a lot in my um, my new job and my new role about unity and unity in, in order for there to be um, in order for people to be unified and working together. Um, you, that's kind of important about not questioning people's intentions, like giving them the benefit of knowing that they are not uh, trying to do you harm um, because life gets tough and rough and, you know, things may come out of, come out of someone's mouth. Um, and it may seem like they're trying to harm you, but maybe you have to go a little bit deeper and in, into, you know, ask some more questions and not, um, assume that their intentions are bad. And in order to have that unity, of course, everybody's got to be submitted to God and uh, living their life 
as uh, deeply devoted followers of Jesus Christ. But um, it, when you have that foundation, I think that you you can do that. You can uh, keep from thinking that someone's intentions toward you are are bad or wrong. Yeah, I talk all the time about assuming positive intent uh, with people. Uh, but they have to show you that they have positive intent. You know, mm-hmm. you can't just walk around blindly trusting uh, everything everybody does. You know, you still have to <laughs> you still have to look out for yourself. You still have to look out for yourself. But when you love someone, then you know that means you don't question their intentions. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I did a little bit of digging into um, the love and and some definitions. Uh, two that. I found that that I thought were great was um, it says love, whether used of God or man, is an earnest or anxious desire for and an active and beneficial entrance in the well-being of the one loved. And you said that in your in your um, in your definition that love is to benefit um, others and to making making sure that your uh, desire for others is, is, um, well-meaning. Another one I found is, but love is more than mercy or compassion. It is active and identifies itself with its object. Um, that also came across in your, in your definition. So I think you did great. You've been studying the scripture there. Yeah. And I didn't have to use all those big words you use. Yeah. Well, those were definitions I've I found uh, in scripture. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the big words, okay. So do you feel like in 1 Corinthians 13, this is the next thing I'd like for us to talk about. Do you feel like romantic love is included in the particular meaning of love in 1 Corinthians 13? Yeah, I do. It's all about uh, your interpretation of it, of course. But uh, I think love is love. and uh, you know, in marriage, God has God has made it acceptable and holy for to have a romantic love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I one time I heard a sermon, um, and they during during the month of February, and the sermon was on First Corinthians thirteen, and I thought this is such a tough um, thing to preach about. For marriage, because this scripture has so many different things. And in a marriage, you are with the person so many hours of the day. And um, inevitably, they are going to see kind of the rougher side of you. Maybe you can hide it at work. But, you know, the, the person that you are living with and the person that you are doing life with is going to see every single side of your personality. So... So, in other words, inevitably, you're going to get on each other's nerves. Yes. Yep. Inevitably. Yes. Yeah. Inevitably, you're going to get on each other's nerves. And so, 1 Corinthians 13 can actually be a guide that you can go back to and study and see, okay, today, am I living up, you know, to this, this definition of love? Um, And and in the beginning of 1 Corinthians 13, it starts saying, if I do all of these different things, if I speak in tongues and if, you know, if I have the gift of prophecy, um, if I have faith that can move mountains, but if if I'm not showing love to my uh, family members and 
the, um, the people that are closest to me and showing love to those in the world, then all of those other things, those spiritual things that I think that I can do and that I'm proud of, you know, and that maybe define uh, my ministry or define my work. Um, if people don't describe me as a loving human being or it's not my intent to be a loving human being, then all of the other things that I do are, um, you know, it says, the scripture says, I gain nothing. Right. So, you know, it's, uh, to, to me, it's also about uh, your own behavior and how you are as a person. So, you know, in order to get love and receive love, you have to be willing to give it. And you cannot ask people to do things for you that you're not willing to do for them. Um, and so all these things here that the scripture talks about is I have to bring these things to the table. You know, if I want an honest, open, loving relationship, then I have to be an honest, open, loving person. You know, I can't expect Carla to do things for me that I'm not willing to do for myself, nor am I willing to do for her. So when we talk about, you know, being a, you know, love and what the scripture talks about love looks like, we have to make sure that we do that, that we bring that to the table ourselves. We can't expect others to do for us that we won't do for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Let's, can we go back to um, kind of before before we were married, when we were just two individuals that did not um, that did not know each other? Because I don't want to have this conversation and only um, only talk about you know romantic love. Um, Are you talking about when you were chasing me all throughout the city and wanting me to date you? You talking about that part? <laughs> <laughs> I have to laugh because I don't know how to answer that question. Because it's true. Did that happen? Yeah, that, 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 that did. I chased happen. you all over the city. All over the city of Dallas. You sure did. Oh, my goodness. You sure did. You wore me down. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious and completely false. So, but before that, <laughs> okay, before that, that, we were two individuals that didn't know each other. That's what I mean. Like okay. two individuals, two single people. All right. And, um, and looking, looking at this scripture, um, how I want to, I want to just kind of get to what were the things that you were cultivating in yourself and I was cultivating in myself, um, that came out as, as love, like kind of what was it that attracted, um, each other, you know, that was attracted that you were attracted me and I was attracted to you. There were things that we had to have been doing and cultivating in our lives and in our hearts um, that really led us to say, I'm choosing you. And so are you going to answer first? Okay. So for me, um, the things that I, I was trying to do and trying to cultivate in myself is kind of the same thing that I do now is um is service and is thinking about others and thinking there are people who are in need and there are people who um there there are people in my life who are in need of attention who are in need of love who may be in need of material things and I have the answer and I can um, meet people's meet people's needs 
I think it goes back to when you said that love is an actionable item, right? Right. It's, it's an action. So for me in my life, the things that I was trying to cultivate is trying to be a person who knows that I have the answer that other people need, which is Jesus Christ, you know, but I have the answer to things that other people need. And I want to actively seek out people who I can, um, who I can be friends with and who I can, who I can love. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. So that was kind of the things that I was trying to uh, cultivate. That was one of the main things that I was trying to cultivate. And I think that that came from um, my family and, and my family being in ministry and my family, because um, my family started Love Ministries, our nonprofit organization. And it was kind of always our the banner over our lives that um, the Lord wants us to love people and the Lord wants us to share with people and the Lord wants us to meet other, you know, other people's needs. Oh, uh, I guess I would say, um, you know, I, it's, it's hard for me to really pinpoint, you know, before we met, you know, I started out, I was a teacher and a coach and, um, I really just wanted to focus on my, my, my kids. When I say my kids, I mean my students. I didn't have kids, so I got married. But. <laughs> you know, I really focused on my students, uh, and especially my boys when I was coaching football and track, uh, and, and some of the young ladies that I coached too, but, you know, especially my boys. Uh, I really focused on them and being an example of what um, a godly man should look like. You know, I wanted to be that model for them, for those young men. And so uh, I, I think I was just focused on serving Serving their needs and showing them uh, that a, that a man can be vulnerable. Um, that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be emotional. It's okay to say I love you. It's okay to do all the things you, that you need to do, especially in a marriage. Uh, I didn't want those young men to see that uh, it was appropriate to be uh, coarse or uh, or non-intimate or rude or anything like that. If, if any of that makes sense. You know, so I, I guess I, I was really focusing on what kind of example I was to the young men so they can then become uh, good young men in the future and good husbands and good good fathers. No, that's great. And honestly, that is um, one of the things. Of course, your your dad was also one of the main um, reasons why I married you. I've said that before. Which is highly inappropriate. No, highly inappropriate. no, your dad is is your example. And I saw how he you treated your mom. My daddy, you me. <laughs> He's a good looking dude. He is a good looking dude. He's the best <laughs> man I know. And so he, he's one of the main reasons, but that, that is what you just described. You know, I could see, and I saw your gift when it, when it came to working with young people and the example that you tried to be um, with them. And I could see them just, following you and, and, you know, really mimicking, even down to mimicking how you walk and, you know, just how call, you just, talk. Just call me the kid whisper. I can get kids doing anything. That I, I agree with that. <laughs> I don't agree that I was chasing you around the city. I don't know where that came from, but yes, you are the kid whisperer. And uh, that, that was one of the things that, that really drew me to you. So, um, and hopefully that you like that I, 
cared about other people and tried to love other people. Well, that's, that's, that that's what your spirit is what drew me to you. Mm-hmm. It was your it was your kind of spirit that what drew me. Yeah. Let alone the fact that you were very cute. But, you know, it was your, it was your Thank sweet you, sir. spirit. You're welcome. So, um, and I'm glad that we we talked about those things because when we think about Valentine's Day, we always want to think about romantic love, but really it's also a time to take a look at yourself and see the things that you are growing and cultivating um, in yourself. When we, It's about time for us to go on break. But when we get back, um, I want us to talk about the second part of that scripture that I read, kind of that long list of patience and kindness and not envying. And um, just get a sense of the things that it's easy for us to do and the things that it's difficult for us to do. We'll be right back. Every heart, every woman. Every heart, every woman. Every heart, every woman. You're listening to Every Heart, Every Woman. The show where women find balance, peace, and inspiration. Now let's get back to the show with your host, Carla Nivens. Welcome back to the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host. Our radio show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries as you go to their website. Go to loveministriesbills.org. You can also go to my website. It is carlanivens.com. Carla is spelled with a K. Nivens is N-I-V-E-N-S. And I want to let everyone know about one thing that's coming up that you might want to take advantage of. A friend of our show, Arlington Jones and the Brethren, they're having a, a concert Saturday, April 10th, 2021. Uh, there are two shows, 6 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. You can go to mclgrand.com to buy tickets, mclgrand.com. And that is that concert is going to be on April 10th. And there are two shows, a 6 p.m. and an 8.30 p.m. So I encourage everyone to check out uh, mclgrand.com and uh, we'll see you at that concert. Now, I have uh, my partner in crime or in love in life, Dr. Roosevelt Nivens, and we are having a discussion, a Valentine's Day discussion about 1 Corinthians 13. And I want to jump back into our conversation really on verse uh, four that says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And I want to add, I want us to both answer this question, kind of a personal um, question about this list of things with this, this list is very um, extensive. So what's the easiest thing on this list for you to do? And what is the most difficult thing on this list? 
I'll let you go first because I'm not falling for that. <laughs> that's a good question. It is a good question, but you know, you and it's a married, self-reflective any question. Any man that's been married 20 years or longer like me knows that's a setup. That's it's a setup. not a setup. Mm-mm. I'll let it's you a, go first. It's an honest question. Okay. My answer is your answer. No, <laughs> you have your separate <laughs> answer. <laughs> that won't work. So I think my answer, the easiest thing is, um, I think in our relationship is always trust because you you have shown yourself to be trustworthy. So I always trust, um, I always trust your word. I always trust you as in you as a husband and a father and a leader of our household. And I'm not afraid to say, or it doesn't weird me out to say that you are the spiritual leader of our household. And I appreciate you for um, being in that role. And I yield to you. Um, for you to be in that role. And so I, uh, that's, that's the easiest thing for me to do. Yeah. I always, always trust. So you love in that way. Um, the most difficult thing that's, that's hard. Maybe, um, am I short on patience? I don't know. That's the first one. That Does that mean that's the one you're supposed to for sure get right? Um, I'm not answering that. Okay. So I'm going to say patience. Because um, in general, patience is hard for me. I'm always um, reading scripture and always, you know, in my quiet time, I'm concentrating on realizing that it's, it's, it's important for me as a follower of Jesus Christ to continue to come to the Lord, continue to um, spend time in his word continue to um, trust that he is good, he is kind, and that he has my best interest at heart. It, patience is is just, I think, something that's that's hard for me. So I have to key in on that all the time. That's 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 my difficulty. Now you, you have to answer. Ditto. <laughs> no. Ditto is my answer. <laughs> Okay, so, um, well, actually, you know, I, I think, you know, we always say, uh, those of y'all that don't know, Carla and I are complete opposites. So if she <laughs> eats something and she says it's the best thing she's ever eaten, to me, it's the worst thing I've ever tasted. That's that just how, this is how we are. That's true. So if she says it's decent, then if I eat it, yeah, it's decent. We meet somewhere in the middle. But stuff that I love to eat, she hates, and vice versa. So... <laughs> And kind of the same thing with this. And, you know, she's, you know, so love is one of the things you have to work on. I mean, patience. Um, I come from Roosevelt and Steve Nivens, and he's the most patient man I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And so he taught us to be patient. Um, so I think patience comes kind of easy to me. Uh, I don't, you know, I can, I can be patient with folks. Because um, at the end of the day, I just know God, God is in control. And whatever's going to happen is going to happen, and he's going to orchestrate it for me. So, mm-hmm. That's um, true. You know, and he, he, I watched him be patient with my mom for 55 years. I, I didn't watch it for 55 years, but they were together 55 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watched him be patient with her. Um, and so I learned that from him. So I think, I think patience is, is, uh, is kind of in my DNA. I agree with that. Uh, patience and kindness. Cause I mean, he's, like I say, he's the best man I know. Mm-hmm. Um, was hard. Hmm. Um, 
I won't say not easily angered because anger anger is a different word. But you know, I get I get intense. I'm a football player. I get intense, and uh, I get intense about things that I believe in. Um, and so Carlos says, you know, don't be so definite when I talk. Because <laughs> I'm like, no, we're not doing that. You know, <laughs> that is true. It is true. Such an honest answer. Yeah, I mean, you know, because I I, I believe what I believe. Uh, and I know, <laughs> and I have some life experiences and uh, there's a certain things that as a family, you know, we're not going to do. And even if some of the family members want, want to do it, and I will have to stand firm and say, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you all, that is an honest answer. When he starts saying definite things and I'm thinking the opposite, I'm like, I have to tell him, stop talking so definite because you have to hear my side. I do hear your side, but you know, I have I have quite a bit more life experience. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I've seen some things, you know, so you know that is true. Yeah. That's true. That is a very honest answer. Great job. Now I know that everyone is now waiting for us to talk about work. Talk about things in the workplace. So thinking back to the first part of the scripture, first Corinthians 13. When it says, if you do all of these spiritual things, but the people, if the people closest to you do not know that your motivation is love, then, uh, you know, your, your work is, um, is, is nothing. You know, you gain nothing from, from the things, the spiritual things that you are doing. Our faith has to be motivated by love. So if you have a difficult coworker, how can you make sure that you are the person that you say you are when you're dealing with this difficult person. Um, hmm. You just have to be consistent in your own behavior. Again, it's all about it's all about how you manage yourself. Um, we should never allow anyone to change who we are. I guess it's the best way I can say that. Mm-hmm. You know, because they may be behaving a certain way. Doesn't mean I have to change who I am to um, to meet their expectation or to navigate or anything else. I mean, I have to be who I am consistently. As long as you are who you are, then people have to accept that. You know, so that's why you have to be a good person. You have to be a loving person. Don't let anyone change that for you, and don't change who you are to be to to be accepted by others. Be who you are. Mm I I think that's a great answer. I I feel like in in my working situations that this scripture gives me an out. And when it says that love is not easily angered, um, that gives me the opportunity to take a break from from any you know any situation and manage my anger so that I am not speaking um, out of anger and I'm not lashing out and not like you said, acting like a different person than I am. If something is difficult or if there's a difficult coworker, um, you may have to say, I'm going to walk around the building for a minute or something, you know, do something to um, take a little small break and, you know, think about number one, why is this person getting you angry or why is this person pushing you into anger and seeing how you can deal with that and then go back to the situation and handle it, you know, talk and 
talk it out and handle it, but handle it in a, in a way where you are still being the loving person and the kind person that God has called, called you to be. Yeah. You know, it takes, it, you know, it, it, it takes gumption. Uh, you know, in my organization, uh, I teach and I allow people to be able to have hard conversations with one another. Um, you know, don't bring it to me to fix, you know, if there, if someone has done something to offend you, then you have all the right in the world to go lovingly speak to that person. And so, uh, me, myself, and the way I teach, you know, and lead my family is, you know, we should be able to have those conversations in a very respectful tone and tenor, but I'm not going to allow you to do things to me and say things to me uh, that are offensive to me and you not know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just how it's going to be. And mm-hmm. so I'll just go and say, you know, what you said, whatever, what you did, whatever, you know, I really didn't appreciate. And is there a way we can get around that? Uh, I think anytime you address the unwanted behavior, then it, it pretty much stops with you anyway. And the examples are all in the Bible of how Jesus addressed people's behavior in a very loving way. Uh, but, you know, address sin, address behavior, address uh, conversations. And uh, I think that's the biblical way to do it. But of course, all that needs to be done in a very respectful manner, peaceful manner. You know, we don't want to create chaos at the workplace. You know, we always want to have a peaceful environment. That's good. That's really good. But it takes gumption to do that. Some people don't have the gumption to do that. And they allow folks to push them around. And then, you know, you're eating up every day with guilt. And, you know, do you go home and you take that out and anger out on your family, family. members, mm-hmm. um, which isn't fair to them. You know, so I think you owe it to yourself. If that is the case, you owe it to yourself to make sure that you uh, create a peaceful work environment for yourself. If that means having a hard conversation with somebody every now and then, uh, then that's just what that is. You don't want to go to work and be in a in a in an environment that's not peaceful and not conducive to your own mental health. You don't want, you don't want to do that to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's that's a good answer. Um, I I like to talk about some practical ways to show love. I looked up this scripture in in another. Um, um, you know, in, in, in different Bibles. And this, this particular Bible, I believe it's the message Bible. It um, says the scripture in a different way. It says, love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut, doesn't have a swelled head, doesn't force itself on others isn't always me first, doesn't fly off the handle, doesn't keep score of the sins of others, doesn't revel when others grovel, takes pleasure in the flowering of truth, puts up with anything, trusts God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. And I was reading that, um, it just kind of says the same scripture, but it paraphrases it in a different way. I thought, let, let's talk about some practical ways, you know, that people can properly show love. Um, one of the things that hits me on this list, it says, it isn't always me first. And so that's one of the things that you can do to properly um, show love. You can uh, allow someone else 
to um, to experience something first. So share an experience with with someone else, and not always trying to uh, gain the one up. Yeah, it's just humility. Somebody. Love is yeah. That to me, that's just uh, uh, same word as humility. You know, love is humble, mm-hmm. and so when you're humble. You're not me first. You know, you are looking out for the best interest of others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, another thing that sticks out to me is trusting God always. Um, of course, earlier I said that that's one of the things that I key in um, on myself, for myself. And one of the ways that I show love in really trusting God always, when I do my quiet time and I look up a scripture and it really hits home with me and it speaks something to me um, and brings a new revelation or an aha moment, I um, not only do I use that in my day to continue to to think about the word of God and continue to remind myself to trust God, but I go uh, the extra mile and I make sure that I send that to someone else so that um, hopefully it makes a difference um, in their life as well. And I have a a couple of um, girlfriends that I will just text in the morning and say, this was from my quiet time and this is what it taught me. And I want to um, share it, share it with you. Yeah. And again, you know, that 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 sounds like just uh, thoughtfulness. Uh, and especially in the workplace, you know, being thoughtful of your of your coworkers uh, is always goes a long way and is always very appreciated. And you know, just basic ways to be thoughtful is, you know, just saying good morning to people. Uh, if you know someone's family member is sick, you know, just asking, you know, how's your family member doing? How are your kids doing in college? I mean, just just being thoughtful about uh, other folks and what they're dealing with and, uh, you know, make sure that they, that they know that you're concerned about them, not just because they have a good work ethic or they have a good output and performance, but because they're a person. You're concerned about them as a person. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's that's kind of goes with at the top. Love cares more for others than, than for self. It's mm-hmm. caring for others, thinking yeah. about other people, reaching out to other people I like that. Um, And one of the things that it says that we've, you know, discussed on this show um, a lot, it says it doesn't force itself on others. Love doesn't force itself on others. So we need to always make sure that um, in showing love properly, that we aren't being overbearing. We aren't being rude. We aren't being, um, you know, taking the spotlight from someone else and uh, um, trying to get someone else to take a second seat you know, to us that scripture really does um, speak to that, saying that love should never hurt. It should not force itself on others. And that's one of the things that we, we should keep in mind when we're, when we're talking about love. Um, I want to kind of switch gears right now and test your recollection. I'm putting you on the spot, even mm-hmm. though it says love doesn't do that. You ready? I'm not going to fail. I don't fail. So, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so, think back through some of our Valentine's Day celebrations. Do you remember any? I remember all of them. Okay. So, what have been some of your more meaningful Valentine's Day celebrations? Oh, well, they all have a special place. You know, you do. You always do a fantastic dinner for us. 
And then you go out and get these gifts. And I've never gotten a Valentine's Day gift until I met you. Um, <laughs> really? Never. Never. It was always those little, you know, those little candies that said, be mine. You mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Those little nasty candy that tastes like chalk. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we got stuff like that. But an actual gift, never got one until I met you. So, you know, out of 21, 22 years that we've been together, 20, we've been married, uh, all 22 I have a special place in my heart. I really can't pinpoint one. Okay. That's a good answer. You I, didn't know, know. I know it is. <laughs> I know it is. I feel like you took yourself off the hook a little bit. I, that's a good, yo, that's a good I answer. I am not a dummy. I've been married too long to be a dummy, y'all. You know? Mm-mm. If I pinpoint one, then what's wrong with the other 20? You know? You didn't like the other 20? So, no. All I of, would not have said all that. All of them are special, baby. I would all not have special. said that. I love them all. But, but, but no, honestly, honestly, yeah. they're, they're, they really are all special. Uh, and it really is a good opportunity because, you know, you you give not just me, but the kids something special. And then uh, it helps our kids understand what love looks like, mm-hmm. you know, and how they should be treated. I don't want, I want my daughter to be treated right. I don't want my son to be treated right, you know, mm-hmm. by that. I want them to know what that looks like, but they know what to expect. I agree with that. I I think that's that's a great point. The way we celebrate Valentine's Day, we want it to be a guide um, for for our children. One one Valentine's Day that sticks out, um, especially for me. Well, this one is a little different because a friend of mine suggested that I leave the Christmas tree up and but take the the ornaments off, the Christmas ornaments off and decorate it um, for Valentine's Day. So I did do that um, this year. Our, our tree is still there and it has a bunch of hearts on it. And um, then, yeah, we can, we can turn it on, turn, still turn the lights on in the evening and um, still enjoy that. So that's one thing that, uh, one, one of the kinds of things that we do, just, just little bitty things just to make it make it feel special. But one, one thing that stands out for me is the, the year, I don't know if you remember this or not, that I, um, I talked to a friend of mine and she suggested that I get these heart-shaped uh, baking cups. And I made everybody their individual uh, chocolate heart-shaped cake. And it wasn't a huge, you know, it's not a huge dish. It's a, it's a little bitty dish for individual consumption, but I enjoyed doing that. What? Why is that funny? Because I said consumption. No, because it's little. You feed me like you're making a plate for yourself. Right. I don't want to give you all a whole big old individual chocolate cake that's too much. So I I do regulate how much you do. You sugar. Do. You do. You sure do. <laughs> and it's a good thing. He's the food police, y'all. Food police. No. So that's okay. No, that's a good thing. I'm keeping everybody healthy, but I enjoyed um, finding those and making those for um, the family. And so hopefully that was one of the the meaningful Valentine's Day celebrations for everyone. Um, And I also want to say that if, um, you know, if you're listening and you're single and you're thinking, okay, I want to do something for Valentine's Day, um, I want to talk about the end of that scripture. We didn't go all the way through 1 Corinthians 13, but at the end it says, um, but now we have faith, hope, and love. Those three remain. Uh, These three virtues must characterize your life, but the greatest of these is love. 
And so if you are not married or you're not in a relationship right now and you're thinking, I want to celebrate Valentine's Day, I feel like 1 Corinthians 13 still hits you that you can show love um, in any situation. You can uh, do something special for coworkers. You can do something special for a friend. Um, you can plan something special, have a special occasion with a friend right now. We're in COVID. And so if it needs to be over Zoom, get together with a couple of friends and have a special celebration. But um, I feel like the scripture doesn't leave out people who are not in a romantic relationship right now. That all of these things are important. Our faith, our, our hope in the Lord, all important. But love is the greatest of these, to show love and to receive love. So um, we want to um, encourage everyone to love extravagantly, to uh, seek out people who you can serve and put them first. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Amen. Happy Valentine's Day. We'll see you back here next week. Oh, mm-hmm.